this retro thing for what it is. Nostalgia goggles heavy on those things when we were kids. I got the memories of falling while my hair was turning gray. I'm thinking back on all the things that were better yesterday. So for all those things nostalgic, I have so do is to like this. So for all those things nostalgic, I have so do is to like this. Rob hates a lot of what I do. That'll be our intro right there. I think so. Mm. We are recording. <laughs> Rob's been in Japan, which is even more reason to be unhappy with Rob. He looks like he's having a great time on exactly. his Exactly. That's why it's even more reason to be mad at him. Because it's like, oh, you went to Japan, but, you know, Godzilla happened, so you didn't have a great time. That's not fair. Don't begrudge him his good fortune. I, no, you I wish s- you could live through a Godzilla attack. That's why I'm begrudgingly, or the th- I'm doing the thing that you said. <laughs> You said it better. I'm doing that thing. <laughs> Welcome to episode 13. Yeah, yeah, uh, we've yeah. We've got a baker's dozen of these under our belt almost. So that's that's reason to celebrate, I would say. Drea's fifth episode on the podcast. So does that make me the number one guest and, by definition, the most popular guest? I think maybe it does. Yeah! Because Rob's at, what, four? And then he went to Japan, so he's never allowed on the show again. Mm-hmm. Unless we have an episode like, do we still like Japan? How was the Godzilla yeah. monster attack? Did you bring me back something? Then you don't get to be on the podcast anymore. Because mm. I'm petty like that. So episode 13, unlucky 13, but also perhaps the luckiest 13, because I am very excited about what we're going to be talking about this week. Uh, Batman, the animated series. Which is... One of my favorite childhood cartoons, and I'm using air quotes here. And it's one of my... why? Did, wait, why? It is literally a cartoon. Let's back up. Why is it in air quotes? Uh, because of the, the mature... F- okay, so the mature subject matter as well as the treatment of it. I don't necessarily view it as a cartoon. Like, it is animated, but it's definitely more like adult-oriented. It treats kids with respect. Yes. Like, you can handle this. It's challenging. Okay, this. cool. It has been a blind spot for me for a very long time, even when the cartoon was on. Because it was on in like the early to mid-90s, so it... It aired originally on Fox Kids from 1992 to 1995 with 85 episodes. Yeah, so that was like prime cartoon time for me. I don't... I, I mean, it's not like I was huge into Batman, but I liked Batman. I had seen all of the Batman films released to that point, which I guess would have been... Two. Yeah. Batman Forever would have come returns. out during the run. Mm-hmm. So... I was aware of it. I, I, yeah, I guess it was pre-internet, so I couldn't be sure like how good it was. And none of my friends watched it either. Not because of anything against the show. It's just I was in a, in a weird bubble where no one was watching it, and I wasn't watching it, so I didn't have those people being like, "Oh man, you gotta watch the Batman." I played the video games. Hmm. Video games are great. Super Nintendo game was great. Genesis game was less great, but still good. Voiced by Mark Hamill, still, as the, the Joker. Oh, not those video games. I mean the video games based on the animated series that came out in, like, 93, 94. Yeah, he did those. There's no voices in Super Nintendo games. Are you sure? Well, you said Sega, and I specifically saw one of the Sega games in Mark Hamill's, uh, like, bio yesterday. I'm going to look that up to get ready for some mouse clicks. So, friends, some of the feedback that I received vis-a-vis the podcast was that there wasn't enough history in it not enough research that doesn't sound real is Mm. that your own criticism no my own my husband said it and i 
having listened to a lot of um, last podcast on the left, tend to agree with him. They have the two funny guys, and then they have Marcus, who does like all the research and really drives the podcast. So today, my aim is to emulate Marcus from the last podcast on the left. Sean with the jokes, Drea with the information. And you're shilling for other podcasts again. Oh my God, it's so good. You should listen to it. Don't, what are you doing? You should only <laughs> listen to one podcast forever and it's this podcast. And when you're running out of episodes, you go back to episode one and you start over again. Thanks for listening, Mom. She's one of our many, many fans. Everyone's too busy for more than one podcast. You've selected this one and that's it. No more. You're committed until death. There's a Secret Life of Pets 2 trailer, which, I don't, did they recast Louis C.K. as the dog? Or did they, did they oh, move I think we've all that? forgiven him. Have we? Apparently. I don't know if that's true. He's doing stand-up like, again. I feel like he's just hoping we all forgot. Anyway, I was looking up Mark Hamill while Dre is going to oh, drop okay. some fat history bombs on us because I can see the point that you are making. Okay. So, uh, Batman, the animated series, began in 1992, and then for the last 15 episodes was called The Adventures of Batman and Robin. That was the name of the video games, actually. Mm. It it spawned two follow-up shows, The New Batman Adventures and Batman Beyond. And then two animated films were created after the series wrapped up called Batman Mask of the Phantasm and Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero. That one actually came out in 1998, and I don't think I've seen it. I feel like Mask of the Phantasm got to go into theaters, too. That one is dope, mostly because the main uh, lady, it like actually touches on Batman's um, social life and like love life, and the main lady is named Andrea, and I was, up to that point, I was didn't really hear it all that often and I was like oh my god and now I go by Drea so it doesn't really matter uh it took inspiration from Batman from the it's the 1989 and Batman Batman. Returns yeah people at that point were only used to like why isn't Batman dancing yeah Michael Keaton as Batman and Bruce Wayne two totally separate characters I agree yeah uh in terms of Bruce Wayne I'm not convinced he's the best but I could not tell you who did a better job maybe Christian Bale was a good Bruce Wayne. I was thinking Clooney was a really good Bruce Wayne. He was not a good Batman. No. But that, you know, it's hard to say because they surrounded him with such a bad movie that maybe he would have been a good Batman. That's true. Was Val Kilmer up there? Who can say? Val Kilmer is fine. I mean, his face in the Batman does not have enough expression. Like, you look at his lips move and it's just like a fish opening its mouth open over and over again. You're not wrong. The more we talk about it, the more I'm wondering if it's just Keaton whole mess of crap and then does everyone else is tied for second who's the the christian bale is it kevin conroy that's the voice of him in the animated series uh it sure is yeah because i remember when they did the arkham games everyone was super psyched because kevin conroy came back mm-hmm. it is kevin conroy uh okay he seems good continuing uh, on having with played my... the arkham games oh he's like he's legendary he is the person you think of when you think of batman and it's all stemming I mean, from the animated series. We'll see, because right now I think Michael Keaton. Or sometimes Bale, just because it's the freshest in my head. But typically, if you say Batman... Actually, wait, I'm wrong. The best Batman is Ben Affleck. Because Ben Affleck is the best all things. Hmm. If Ben Affleck has played a role as something, he is, by definition, the best that. That's true. He so, could be the shark in Jaws. Yeah. However... Counterpoint. Ben Affleck is playing an entirely different Batman than the one that we see in the animated series. He's playing the like the Batman f- almost from Batman Re- Returns the comic or the Dark Batman? Yeah. It's 
I didn't make a difference after all, 20 years later, Batman, who's just given up all hope of ever actually changing anything. Oh, okay. Whereas earlier Batman thinks he's going to be able to save the city. You mean a different, like, emotional state Batman. Yes. I thought you were Not clearing up actual. that he is a different, it's like, wait, are we insinuating that all of the Batman are the same Batman? He's well, there gone is, on all of these adventures? There is a multiverse episode in Justice League where they visit different... Uh, timelines and you see the different Batmans and the different ways he could have like turned out I think there's only one other dimension or whatever planet they go to and did you see the Lego Batman movie of course I did where that basically does insinuate that like this Batman is all of the Batmans because it shows his history is like no what the 60s that was this same Batman he just then gets like emo in the night in the late 80s and I love that movie. It's so good. Actually, he, uh, what's his name? Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Good Batman. He is a pretty, he does a very good Batman voice, but I don't think he touches Kevin Conroy. No. We established in the last episode we are the end-all, be-all authority on all matters. So we are saying definitively, in ranking order, the best Batmans are Ben Affleck, (laughs) Kevin Conroy, (laughs) Will Arnett, Michael Keaton, Christian Bale, George Clooney, (laughs) Val Kilmer, Christian Bale. Oh, I forgot Adam West. Okay, put Adam West up where Kevin Conroy was. <laughs> oh, no. You can't push down Conroy. No, I'm not pushing him down. Just somewhere up in that top oh, okay. top range of Batmans. There has been a lot of Batman. Batman? And then maybe Diedrich Bader. Batman. Somewhere in the middle. Is that a person who was Batman? He voiced Batman in uh, Brave and the Bold, oh, I think. I did not watch yeah, that Yeah, the one. dumb guy from the Drew Carey show. Oh, okay. So, continuing on with our history segment, uh, when I was watching my research episodes, I was like, man, the music is a lot like Batman from 89. And it turns out, yes, it was originally scored by Danny Elfman, and then a few composers contributed later on, but it was definitely based on oh, so his work. Elfman does the theme song for the animated series? Because uh, I know the theme song. It's a damn good theme song. He does the theme song, but it's all based back on his earlier work. Oh, I guess it work. is, yeah. Yeah. So it's really like a continuation. That's a great... The Batman theme song is great. Okay, so let's rank all movie themes forever. <laughs> okay. Number one. No, we're going to move right on Forrest to Gump, notable... the feather falling from the sky. <laughs> notable cast. You have to put Ray's theme in there. It's really... To me, it really sets the tone of her life from The Force Awakens. Anyway. Um, Number three, Jaws. <laughs> so Mark Hamill is one of the notable cast members. He does the Joker and arguably... The best Joker ever. He's a really good... Again, I'm only familiar because of the Arkham games, but he is a damn good Joker. I'm going to go more into it possibly later, so we'll just keep going with John Glover, who plays the Riddler. And if you're wondering who that in is, it's Lionel Luther from Smallville. I was... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kate Mulgrew as Red Claw. She's a, she's a next-gen... Right? Next Star she Trek She plays next fucking Captain Janeway. Anyway. Uh, does Captain Janeway really deserve From an Voyager. F-bomb yes. at the beginning? Voyager deserves enthusiasm? I thought that was the worst one. Or is that Enterprise? I will punch you square I in the mouth. I don't watch any of them, but I always thought that Voyager had a reputation as the worst one, but I think now I'm thinking of Enterprise. Okay, first of all, neither of those are the worst one. Everyone agrees what? that DS9 is the worst one. Okay, so definitive ranking of Star Trek's. <laughs> Number one, the original, Star Trek. Next Generation. <laughs> Number two, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek. Number three, the Star Trek animated series. Oh, you're lumping movies and shows together? Number four. This ranking is crazy. Patrick Stewart as just an, a singular entity. <laughs> the entity of as Patrick Stewart. As Number five, Star Trek Discovery. Oh, I haven't watched Discovery much. I've no, only seen no one episode. Has. 
All right, so she plays Captain Janeway from Voyager, and she is the original female captain and a total fucking badass, and she's the only captain who actually earns her rank, whereas all the other ones, like, fail upwards into it. Anyway, mm. uh, let's hear from you Star Trek fans if you yes, disagree. Yes, email like this podcast at gmail.com to say what you think the best Star Trek is, and I might delete your emails because I don't care about that. But <laughs> I care for them to me. Uh, Michael York as Count Vertigo. He's Basil Exposition from Austin Powers. Austin Powers ranking is easy. One, two, three. David Warner voices Rajal Ghoul, working as an actor since 1962. Literally been in everything. I'm going to give you the really quick, like, lightning round Cliff's notes. Murder, she wrote. Twin Peaks. Star Trek The Next Generation. Tales from the Crypt as Dr. Alan Getz. Episode The New Arrival because that's, I knew Sean would ask. It's a classic episode. Lois and Clark. The n- New Adventures of Superman. Babylon 5. Gargoyles. Freakazoid. Freakazoid. Troy. <laughs> Tron. Uh, two Star Trek movies. Scream 2. The Outer Limits. And the list goes on. Still working in 2018. Going to be in Mary Poppins Returns. Did you write Mary Poopings? <laughs> no, it says Poppins. Oh, you just put too many P's. Okay. Yes. Uh, returns as Admiral Boom. I'm pretty oh, sure. Classic character, I'm Admiral pre- Boom. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's writing his own Wikipedia page and just like no one's gonna question me on this. I'm just gonna pe- keep putting. <laughs> no one's in gonna verify me on this page. Anyway, that was David Warner. Um, so lots of interesting cast members. Lots to talk about there. And uh, IGN.com gave it the best adaptation of Batman outside of comics and the best comic book television show of all time. Best adaptation of Batman. Okay. So take from taking the comics into another medium, they're saying this is the best anyone has ever done at that. Yes. That's, a, that's, that's, that's a, high praise. That's a pretty great... Because need I remind you that Ben Affleck is not on the animated show, from what I know. That's true. So how I'm not sure if I trust that science because I don't know if you saw Justice League because that's a solid five out of ten movie, but Ben Affleck is in it. <laughs> so, what about Batman versus Superman? What do you? That think? is a solid five and a half out of ten, maybe six if you're in a generous mood. Really? Have you seen it? Yes. You sound like you like it even less than a five. I would have given it like a four. Really? I mean, in terms of what they could have done with the material and like the characters, like they're beating the shit out of each other and all he has to do is say, Martha, <laughs> and then all of a sudden a switch goes off and they're friends again. There's a really good, uh, we'll go on a tangent for a split second so I can promote the Teen Titans Go to the Movies movie, which is, if actually you really should watch it. It's like a pretty deep dive kind of making fun of the superhero movie genre as a whole. And they are on the film set for Batman versus Superman 2. Uh, and they're recreating that scene. And they do that whole bit like, what's your mom's name? Martha. Mine too. And then they hug. And it's like, wait, what's your dad's name? It's like, Jonathan. Mine's Thomas. And then they just start fighting again. <laughs> so I thought that was a pretty good bit. Jimmy Kimmel is the voice of Batman in that movie. So we have to have him in the rankings. Mm. So he's like, I don't know, he's probably below, like above Val Kilmer. Is Clooney above or below Val Kilmer? I think I put him above. Mm. As long as Keaton is higher than those clowns, then we're good. Val Kilmer loses points for being Val Kilmer. I mean, there was a very short time period in the 90s where he was really cool. Oh, yeah. There were some good Val Kilmer joints from like 92 to 97. And then he did The Island of Dr. Moreau and no one ever heard from him again. (laughs) Ah, Kilmer, well, you had your shot. You turn people into monsters. We're done. Um... So that's my, like, history segment. I will save the oh, rest. Jesus Christ, there's Yay. so many notes. Well, I have more notes for part two. So, uh, 
What do you think? Oh, wait, no, I do have an interesting tidbit. Okay, so when you're going into this, you can keep in mind that Harley Quinn was invented for the series. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. And was so popular that they integrated her into the comic books. That's a good tidbit. I honestly did not know that. I figured she was a comic character. I would have guessed so, too, because, like, she's just so much. Again, you got to take, listeners, some of you will have to take all of this in in stride, because I'm sure there's plenty of people who are like, how could you not have known that? Look, there's a lot of things to know. (laughs) In the world. That's right. Well, that's why it's We know most of them, but a few <laughs> things are going to slip through the cracks. And then the other characters were also revitalized by the show and retooled to emulate what the show put out. So, like, Clayface got a facelift after, like, in the animated series, they changed his appearance and his voice and, like, the whole tone of his character. And then they integrated that into the comic books. Actually, I don't know if they changed the tone of his character, but definitely, definitely his looks. And Count Vertigo, Mirror Man, and the Clock King, all of whom I don't know. I know the Clock King's name. I've like, never heard of the other two. I knew two. Clayface. Count Vertigo is you just make you dizzy? I don't know. Like, oh, <laughs> like, no. Does he, he made, have Vertigo? He is made he constantly me, on the floor? Like, made, oh, I'm going to be sick. He made me look down, and now <laughs> I feel weird, and I should probably sit for a second. I don't know. He probably can has the ability to move you through time and space. I can't. I, mean, I feel like I need to find his episode now to find out what Count Vertigo's up to. Is he just, like, big in a Hitchcock? I don't know. We're going to have to find out and report back in part two. Uh, they also were the first to insinuate that Harvey had a dual personality before his accident when he becomes Two-Face. Mm. Yeah, actually, I, in doing some research for this, was surprised to discover that he does not start the series out as Two-Face. So I'm kind of interested to see that arc as well. Yeah, I'm he's very still, used to Batman uh... games where just are... I guess we've seen Harvey Dent's arc more than a few times, but I do kind of always just assume, like, look, all of the bad guys already exist at this point. You're just going to... I don't know why I'm basing that on, because you see their origins and all of the things forever. You know what? Cut all this. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, so, oh, what did I want to tell you about? Okay, the episodes that we're going to watch. Yes. I basically... Uh, so I will be watching these on the new, uh, newly released Batman the Animated Series Deluxe Limited Edition Blu-ray box set, which I spent a good amount of money on for a show I've never seen. <laughs> because one, I like it when you tell me you're going to eventually stop selling something and I can buy it now and then be cool later and be like, oh, did you get that before? Oh, well, check this shit out. Sean's the only guy that buys the limited edition Oreos and then eats them all. I'm, oh, I can't be the only guy. <laughs> That can't be true. Email us. I hope hot cocoa comes back for Christmas. Those are good. They were uh, not bad, yeah. The hot cocoa Oreos, not hot cocoa as a. I know you can buy it all year round. What was I saying? So Nobody yeah, I, is screaming at the t- <laughs> someone radio was. Right now. Okay, you guys, so, you can go to the store and buy hot cocoa right now. It's like, yeah, Rob. I, would, I know. I wouldn't enjoy it as much. <laughs> Episode. So yeah, because that box set was just released. It is, there is no shortage of lists online that are like, hey, to celebrate the new Blu-ray transfer of Batman the Animated Series, which apparently looks phenomenal. I, I have no basis of comparison for how it used to look, but I'm still excited. Uh, like, here are all the best episodes. So I put, like, five tabs open of different lists and just saw, like, what always appears near the top. And that was the formula that was used to select our four episodes. Our four episodes being... Well, On Leather Wings is the first episode, so that fit. we have to watch the first episode. Uh, Heart of Ice 
which I understand will be the origins of Mr. Freeze, mm-hmm. or at the very least, a Mr. Freeze-themed story. It is the origin story, yeah. Uh, I really hope he has good Arnold Schwarzenegger-esque puns. Uh, the Man Who Killed Batman, uh, based on the titles, someone maybe successfully kills Batman, but there's more episodes after that, so probably not. And Almost Got Him, which from what I can see is the bad guy's like hanging out and just swapping stories about Batman. I was like, that sounds cool. I want to watch that episode. And it was always like ranked as one of the best. The thing you learn, apparently all of the episodes are the best because there was actually sometimes very little crossover between like, these are the 15 best episodes, says Entertainment Weekly. It's like, no, the AV Club says these are the best episodes. And you look at the two lists and be like, only one of them is the same. So. Yeah. I buy that. Like, I know opinions are objective, but I feel like with most shows, you would all be like, oh, let's pick the 10 best episodes of this. Like, I feel with most shows, a lot of people would say the same things. Like, Buffy is the quiet episode. Seinfeld is the the, the bet. X-Files is the, oh my God, what's this mom doing with no arms? Ah, that's babies episode. So you you set me up for something interesting to think about. Uh, Whenever I was reading, doing my research, I talked about um, that the creators had thought about doing a Silent Night episode where there was no dialogue and it was all um, music and just like the animation. And I thought, oh, I wonder if that was like the inspiration for Buffy's episode, Hush. Was it? It was not. Uh, I was (laughs) like, I thought you were really setting it up. Hush is uh, the quiet episode, which Sean was talking about. It's is an episode which a the gentlemen, episode which are a bunch of silent, smiling ghouls that come and steal people's voices and then rip your heart out, and you can't. They don't even scream. just rip it out; they surgically remove yeah. it while they hold you down. Yeah, I was like, oh man, how cool would it be if Joss Whedon had like seen that and was inspired? But no, he had a dream as a child, and so he based it on that. Like, Still a great episode, right? I assume. Hush or There's... the Silent Night. They never Hush. did make Silent Night in... Wait, what do you mean you assume? I haven't seen it in a while. Oh. <laughs> I like, have. I you have, haven't seen it? In the Stop list of everything. potential episodes, there is written Buffy uh, hyphen Hush? Question mark? Because there's no other way to cover Buffy than to just like pick the episode you remember being the best. Which is why also in the notes there's an episode... Uh, an episode uh, written for a potential episode is X-Files, the episode where the genie goes up your butt? <laughs> I don't know. I don't it's know a, that episode. It's a the guy who played the Oompa Loompas in the Willy Wonka remake is like a legless guy on a wheelie cart, and I think he's a genie, and he kills you by going up your butt, and you know he's coming because one of the wheels on his thing is squeaky, so you hear a little squeaky, and then you're like, oh no, that now genie's he's in my coming butt. for me. <laughs> I think that's not the only giveaway. It's probably the feeling up your butt. I definitely think that's that's probably going to have to be an episode at some point. Probably Um, not the inbred episode because we pretty much beat for beat described it already. Also, Drea, I cannot. I cannot. Yeah. Do we still like that? Did we ever like that? Was it too terrifying? Yes. Uh, I forgot to say what my experience with the animated series is. Yes. So I used to watch as a kid. Uh, I obviously watched it on reruns. We would get off the bus at five, and my brother, in one of the small, nice, non-mean gestures that he did, would actually record it for us because it was on at 4.30. Ah, uh, VCRs. Yeah, so we, he would tape it, and we would watch it when we got home. 
Um, I was, you got home from school at five o'clock. Yeah, we were on the bus for an hour and a half Good each way every God. day uphill in a pre- in the snowstorm. Cell phone podcast world. I slept a lot. Yeah, <laughs> when I was in high school, my bus driver thought I was on drugs, and my, they were just like, "No, she's just really bored." <laughs> yes, like, what else is there to do? Well, we I, haven't invented podcasts. Yet. I couldn't read on the bus either because I would get horribly nauseous. Yeah, and, like, I'm the same. It's what are you gonna do? I don't want to talk to those bus kids. I yeah, exactly. Want to go to sleep. Um, so I watched a bunch when I was little, and then whenever I went to college and finally got high-speed internet, I downloaded them all and watched them again, and they, I was a big fan. Piracy. Um, I was in college, I didn't have any money. That's true. And then recently, Curtis and I were watching a trailer for something, and an Honest trailer came up after, and it was for Batman the Animated Series, and I was like, okay, leave it on, let's see what's up. It was... Pretty much just a glowing review of the entire series, and usually those those honest reviews are or honest yeah, trailers the ones are, I've pretty, seen are pretty vicious. Yeah, they had they had a few maybe bad things to say, and they made them seem negative. And I'm like, really, that's just a positive. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they would not have been kind to Ben Affleck's Batman. No, probably not. They yeah. wouldn't have ranked him first. Hey, that's for sure. It's the Clooney problem. You surround him with you know not great materials. Like Affleck can only do so much. By which I mean, he could do anything. Wait, Henry Cavill was the Superman in that one. Yes, I he was. I changed my ranking. It's definitely a six. Okay, there you go. <laughs> He's... Definitive ranking of Henry Cavill's. Oh, he is a 20 out of 10. He has muscles on his muscles. Everybody loves him. And he talks like a 1960s spy. Like in that, not just even from Man from Uncle, but he just has this whole vibe to he him. He is British. That's why. He's Maybe. trying to put on an American accent, and he's like, this is the best I can do. Yeah. That's, oh, that's so Henry, handsome. Henry Cavill is a suave motherfucker. Can we tag him whenever we release this episode? I tag so him in every I tag I'm, him in every episode. That I'm him and ben, ben, him and ben I will Affleck. leave my husband immediately so that we can hang. <laughs> I'm going to get a retweet. Okay, hear me now, podcast. In the run of this podcast, I'm going to get a reply or retweet from Ben Affleck. <laughs> Even if that just requires this podcast turning into the filmography of Ben Affleck. Oh, I'm in for the he's not he's just not that into you episode. Is he in that? Yes, he is. Of course I knew that because I've seen everything he's in. He wants to marry his wife. No, he refuses to marry his girlfriend. No, because the ladies love Ben Affleck. It's Jennifer Aniston. Marry her. Lock that shit down. LLBA. Mm-hmm. Ladies love Ben Affleck. Uh, this is fairly, fairly accurate. ABA. Always be Afflecking. <laughs> Uh, so that's all I have. WWBAD. I have some more stuff for later on, like in this part two. Are you just coming up with more while well, I'm talking? Ben Affleck, too. <laughs> uh, I'm just here for the laugh track, aren't I? DTFBA. Down to fuck Ben Affleck. <laughs> uh, sorry, Sean, you're going to have to edit that laugh. It was too much. It, went, it put the mic in the red. That never happens. Um, I also forgot to say that uh, it's done in a film noir style. It's a very mature uh, I saw the, subject um, matter. The IMDb. When looking at the list, like the title card for the episodes, and it definitely had a very like 1930s yes. Universal Monster vibe. I was like, okay, I'm gonna like this well, show. The idea is that it's an alternate, like an alternate reality that's just a little different and has a timeless feel. So yeah, there are 50s gangsters and like police. Um, blimps but it's just it is modern but it's 
just a little outside yeah. of what is normal. So you'll and see like someone at an ATM, but a Zeppelin's above them, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, I'm and like that. the gangsters carry like giant, uh, ro- not revolvers, what are those? The, oh, Tommy, Tommy, the Tommy guns. guns. Yeah, and they dress in like 30s suits and stuff, but it's got modern technology. Lots of like, mo- Yeah, modern technology for the 90s, and then sort of a timeless feel. And whenever I was researching it, apparently they were going so hard into the film noir that they would paint the scenes on black paper so that it was oh. because it's all hand animated right i heard something about that too when talking about like the mechanics of making it look so nice for blu-ray mm-hmm. so they, they must have i don't know how they would have redone it but we'll find out we will okay i think that's the longest think, intro yet this is longer than most episodes almost so and i'm not gonna cut much so Woo-hoo, 27 stay minutes stay tuned everyone we're gonna watch uh, four episodes of batman well you said you've pretty much already taken care of it i'm gonna go watch four episodes of batman Three out of four. Uh, I'm real excited about this one. I've been wanting to watch this uh, show for quite some time. So uh, stay tuned. doing it we're back it's only a day later i watched all of the batmans uh, four episodes last night he watched four episodes well that was all of the batmans we needed to, to to commit to that's true and i watched them all um so i have some information for everyone i did look up count vertigo and indeed he is a dude who <laughs> inherited it inherited an inner ear problem <laughs> that affected his balance he got an electronic thingy, which tinkered with whatever the problem was. He goofed with it and then discovered that he had the ability to affect other people's balance mm. and distorting their perception. Up is down, left is right, cats and dogs <laughs> living together. Batman, some motherfucker's making people trip a lot. <laughs> Thanks, Alfred. I'll take care of it right away. Um, oh, I was carrying a bunch of stuff and kind of lost my balance and almost dropped it. It's like, don't worry, I'll get the son of a bitch. <laughs> and in one story arc, Superman does indeed kill Batman. Oh, in mm-hmm. this show? No. Okay. Yeah, I guess we were talking about that after we stopped recording. No, there's a comic book. Like, I don't know. It might be in the first part. No, Anywho, I just listened let's... to the first part. All right. Corrected. Yeah. Nope. No need to wait till the end of the episode to tell you that you are wrong. <laughs> Thanks, John. We know now. I appreciate We know right now. Put back in my place. Good. You are a guest here. What? That's right. Stop <laughs> trying to usurp the host. It's too late. But okay. also, thank you for having research, because I took no notes. <laughs> I was more focused on, like, everyone shut up. We have to watch so much Batman tonight. I watched three episodes in one night and didn't find it was too much. No, although, it wasn't too bad. Although, this particular show, I found I couldn't really do other things while I was watching because you needed... So much of it was non-dialogue-y. Yeah. You told you, me that uh, before I started watching any of them, and then when I started watching the first episode, I immediately understood what you meant because so much of that episode was like, no one's... He's just like... He's skulking. He's detectiving, which I really liked, skulking. actually, that he 
Because he is the world's greatest detective, but I feel like very rarely do you see him detective. That's true. So it was nice to actually see him like, I'm going to get in there and I'm going to investigate. I'm going to figure it out. He's also a ninja. He is also a ninja. Um, So we watched On Leather Wings, which was the pilot episode. A mysterious bat-like creature terrorizes Gotham City, causing the police force to pursue Batman. The Dark Knight must find the real perpetrator to clear his name. Yes. First thing I appreciated... Not an origin story. He's just Batman already. You don't have to... I'm sure there are going to be episodes that flash back to his parents' death, and I'm assuming the origin is the same. That Like, let's go in this dark alley. Oh, no, bullets. The origin is the same. It's very true to the comic books. Yeah. I mean, why mess with that? Right? Didn't, that's enough to make anyone Didn't the movie reveal that the Joker did it? Or they hinted at it? Uh, yes. That no. he was, in fact, the guy robbing them. But yeah. I don't think that's... No, I think usually it's just supposed to be some thug, and that's why it's like more meaningful. Cause like, it's, a it's just random some violence. random crimes. Like oh, I've got to stop these. Yeah, so and I, I think the Joker too traditionally plays with Batman's mind, and he mm-hmm. could just be like trying to fuck with him. Yeah, but I did. Uh, yeah, I, I I appreciated that this the show just starts like, look, you know who Batman is, mm-hmm. you know what the deal is. Here he is fighting another Batman, but it's the Man Bat. Mm-hmm. I also like that the police were like. Just straight up assuming that he was the guy going in and robbing pharmaceutical companies. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that totally seems like Batman's MO. At least the commissioner was like, no, guys, no. (laughs) One, you would never know that he was there. Two, he's Batman. Yeah. Um, My first thought on the episode was like, Batman immediately takes something from a crime scene and does not tell the police. I'm like, that is obstruction of justice. It is. (laughs) Also, they are not going to be able to prosecute this giant man bat. Yeah, that's fair. He I, is not a good detective. I mean, he is in a way, but... I, he solved the crime, he but figured he is it not out. following proper procedure. That evil pharmaceutical guy tried to convince him otherwise, but he's like, no, man, I know what bats sound like. Does he turn them into the police in the end? He fixes the man bat and brings him back to his wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so I guess we should always specify we're going to spoil episodes and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Definitely watch um, it. But, yeah, the, the reveal at the end is that a scientist is just turning himself into a man bat. I forget what his motivation to do so is. He's stealing... They were trying to create a super species or a yeah. new species of bat, and then the bat that he created within himself was super intelligent and knew which chemicals he needed from the pharmaceutical company. So the bat inside him was forcing him to go steal things take the drugs, and become more and more of a man-bat. Yeah. Seems plausible. Yeah. And yeah, at the end, I know he's talking to like the girlfriend, and she's like, is this the end of it? And he's like, That's no. That's his wife, man. Oh, whatever. Well, I feel like... His significant other. I feel like her reaction is... Because <clears throat> she doesn't really react at all. She's no, just she just like, walks in, and she's like, over? I knew it. And then, yeah, she seems to just... I always suspected you were also a bat. She rolls with it. Uh, another thing that I really wanted to note was Snooty Alfred is amazing. Yeah. He's so funny. They had some good banter in that episode. I forget the specifics, but I remember thinking that it was some good banter. I have a good example later. And then the switch in Batman's voice is also amazing. He goes from Bruce Wayne to... Batman seamlessly and it is totally different. Yeah, it's totally different, but it's not totally different in mm-hmm. the Christian Bale like, oh, I'm very charming. <laughs> Can you hear the rage in his voice? There's not enough rage in yours, Sean. Don't you get punched by my bad. <laughs> He's always saying shit like that. Anyway, so 
I think the way that Kevin Conroy, that's his name, right? Yeah. The way that he handles it is amazing and perfect for yeah. the situation. No, it was, it was, he's it was even, good. He's dressed up as Batman, gets on the phone, and he's like, hey there. Yeah. Well, hello. Yeah. And then the music is amazing. It's less of oh, a... Yeah. Less of an ambiance music, more of a score to the episode, which I really like. It adds a sense of occasion. Yep. I agree with that. Okay. I'm glad because I will fight you on it. Yeah. I found the episode, like, the episode itself was good. Like I said, I appreciate that that you saw Batman actually doing some detective work. Um, It it was just odd in that it really did, like, as much as I appreciated it, it it wasn't an origin story. It did kind of just feel like... An episode you'd see around like mid season yeah, one. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, it was a solid episode. My husband pointed out that isn't it ironic that he finally takes down the bat by covering its eyes? Oh yeah, that is how he does it. <laughs> like, shut up, kids don't know that bats use echo location. <laughs> huh. Right? The social's ruined. Mm-hmm. Well, right, well it's obviously next, overrated. Till next week. Okay. The next episode that we watched was Heart of Ice. Heart of Ice. The origin story for Mr. Freeze. Shall I read the synopsis? No, let's do it ourselves. All right, you go ahead. All right, so check this out. <laughs> so there's this dude, Victor Freeze, and he's wearing, um, you may remember him as being portrayed by Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> in the 1997 garbage and he's Batman here. and Robin. Ice to meet you. Yeah, there's no ice puns in this episode, as far as I as far as I remember, like nothing. No, Mister Freeze in he the cartoon is very straight. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he's robbing all these labs uh, with the intent. He's like building this giant gun, which Batman figures out within a first couple of minutes. Like, oh, he's building this gun, and the reason he is building this gun is to get revenge on. The owner of a very creatively named company, Gothcore, mm-hmm. because it is a corporation in Gotham. So that was a real head banger, that one. <laughs> Whoever sat in the room and came up with that gem. Uh, because he once worked there as a scientist and was using equipment of his own design uh, to cryogenically freeze his wife, who had an incurable disease that I don't think they named. No. Just an uncurable disease. So he was keeping her frozen while he could figure out a cure, and it looks like he had d- probably done so and was about to record, like, okay. I'm... Oh, no. He hadn't cured her. He was just But cryo... he was, wasn't he about to? He like, was that, cryo-freezing the video... her. I thought she was already frozen, and the mm-hmm. video was like, I'm going to like actually attempt to put in the cure now. No, I think oh. she was being frozen, and they were interrupting the process, yeah, so... killing her in the... Action. Yeah, so the uh, CEO of this company who's like, oh, we're the people company, and I'm a good dude, and Bruce mm-hmm. is here, and I'm going to get this humanitarian award, and I'm a good dude. Although he, he is seems, not a fucking good he dude. He seems like a dick while he's yeah. talking about the humanitarian yeah, award. Yeah, he's like, and guess who's going to receive it? And even Bruce is like, I don't care, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. um, Great job yeah, leaving. So <laughs> Batman finds a VHS tape of the incident where it, it is shown that the CEO busts into the lab with his security and it's like, shut all this down. Like, you can't be doing this. He's like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like, this is my wife. If you do this, she will die. And he's like, I don't care. You're fired and you're going to jail and shut, take her out of there. Uh, and they do. Mm-hmm. They murder her. Yeah. And in, they kick in, him out. In Batman and Robin, the wife is still, I think, alive at the end. Because I think he says, like, you can continue your, your, we'll lock you up, but you can continue your research and your wife is fine. Because he's all mad at Batman because Poison Ivy's like, he 
Batman killed your wife. He, she's not dead. But Spoilers. Poison Ivy tried to, and she doesn't die. Spoilers. She is not dead. Okay. She comes back later. But in the context of this episode, it yeah, is a very dark dead, and yeah. sad ending, because the last shot is Mr. Freeze in his, like, cold jail cell looking at a music box representation of his wife and basically just saying, like, well, when I'm dead... Oh, we'll meet again. Oh, yeah, well, it'll be a warm hand waiting for me, which mm-hmm. is yours when we're all dead credits. Yeah, because the reason he wears his... He wears the suit because when they were turning off the cryo thing for his wife, Nora, something exploded and uh, he was exposed to the chemicals. Well, they kick him into the chemicals. Like, yeah. he goes for the gun and they're like don't do it he's like okay yeah you're right and then they kick him into the chemicals and he, yeah and yeah then, he, he can't yeah. survive outside of a sub-zero temperature Hence the except suit. for when he does at the end when batman pours soup on his helmet is that what he did hot she, soup okay batman gets she, a cold yeah and the, alfred sends him to work with hot soup oh that's right it, they do establish that because when i when he pours it on his helmet and it breaks it's like what the hell did he just do <laughs> And then she asked, like, what was that? He's like, the only cure for a cold. I was like, did you just pour Dayquil on his head? I don't did understand. Did you not listen? I must have missed that There's part. a whole scene where Alfred's like, well, if you're going to be fried in crime, take this. And he I hands remember him that the scene, thermos of soup. Maybe that was it. It's one of those, like, visual things where I turned away for half a second. Yeah, so I remember that scene where he's like, I can't afford to let a cold stop me, Alfred. Uh, that was right before he went to see... The humanitarian the dude, yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, that was a really good episode, and I see why it is Emmy, Emmy Award winning for best writing for an animated feature. Turns out, I think three of the four episodes we watched were written by the same guy, Paul Dini. He, he wrote that one, and I think he also wrote the next two that we're oh, about I to... I didn't pay attention to that. That's uh, your area, I don't care. Yeah, uh, it's again one of those things where... While watching it, it's like, yeah, this was also his origin in Batman and Robin. This is also his origin in the Arkham games. But the thing to always remember is, until that episode aired, that was not his origin. No? Apparently not. Apparently everyone just saw that episode and went, okay, yep, nope, we're all going to agree. That's the origin now, right? (laughs) I'm on board. I don't know what it used to be, but it's like, this is significantly better. Let's do this. I did not know that. Yeah, I read that somewhere about that. So it's probably true. I took all my information from Wikipedia, friends. I feel like I took that. I might have taken it actually from some of the. I'll stop for a second and say, uh, because I'm watching this on the Blu ray set, uh, it looked really good. Yeah. Like they really took the time and they cleaned it up. And it's, yeah, it's very nice looking. There's tons of commentary tracks and there's like a book included about it and a documentary that obviously I haven't watched yet. And like every episode is introduced by different people involved with the show. Maybe it was in the introduction. No, I didn't watch the introduction because I didn't know there were any, and I was also scared that they were going to be like, this is the episode where this, 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 oh, yeah. this happens. No spoilers. Um, could you spot Mark Hamill in the episode? He, no. He does the CEO. The evil humanitarian. Oh. Curtis stopped what that. he was doing and was like, that's Mark Hamill. He was so excited. Oh, now I have to go back. No, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, and then after he said it, I was like, you're right. It is kind of jokery. Um this is the episode where Alfred is super funny. Uh, at one point, Mr. Freeze shoots his own man, like he's got a gang of thugs, and he shoots one and by accident. And he's like, don't leave me. And Mr. Freeze is so ice cold yeah. that he leaves him behind, and he's like, this will teach him for his 
He should have been more careful, even though Mr. Freeze was the one who shot him. Yeah, anyway, so they leave him behind. Johnny's one of us, man. But they leave Johnny in an instant. Yes, well, it's because Mr. Freeze points the freeze ray at his face. That's true. So the guy's legs are frozen. Batman takes him home, puts him in one of those water tank things like Luke is in. It's a chemical bath, I think he calls it. Well, I'm going with the, uh, what's it called? The hypothermia tank that they put Luke in after he gets attacked by a wampa. yeah. There's a name for it. I didn't write it down. Damn it. Anyway, similar tank, so you know, everyone knows exactly what I'm talking about. Puts him in there. Alfred comes in and he goes, three for dinner, sir. And it's so funny. Just... Fuck off, Alfred. (laughs) Shut up, Christian (laughs) Bill. Not in the goddamn mood. (laughs) Anyway, I was very impressed. Uh, Like, it was so well delivered that I actually burst out laughing, which doesn't really happen to me with cartoons from the 90s. Yeah. Anyway, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it was a, it was, there's a, a piece in the, there's a little like essay book that comes with the set, and it's one of the, I forget who, it's one of the creators of the show, and he's talking about like what a weird, perfect storm this show was, that they had all of these like huge Batman fans all coming together who really wanted to do right by the characters, and Fox was open to a show that was like a cartoon, but more adult like yeah it's a kid's show but we're also going to skew it more towards adults and this episode kind of perfectly proves it because that's a lot of heady concepts like this would have aired when i was eight or nine mm-hmm. and that's a lot of heady stuff about like well just the just the idea that at that point at the end we just assume like yeah the wife is dead and mm-hmm. he failed and well and they talk about uh illnesses that can't be cured and freezing people so that they don't die yeah like four kids <laughs> And just, yeah, the idea that a kid's cartoon has a villain with dimensions to him. That yeah. it's not like, no, it's not as clear cut. Like, you hear his motive and go, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, yes, he was going to murder an entire building of people who only one really deserved it. But when you see that backstory, you're like, oh, I get it. Whereas any well, sh- other drove sh- him insane anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas any other show you're watching at the time is like, fucking Goldar from Power Rangers didn't have dimensions. What did he want? World domination? He just did whatever Rita told him to do. <laughs> just like that asshole on Sailor Moon. Goldar does. Who also didn't have di- seems to also have no dimensions. Like the world of children's programming, I feel, did not have a lot of room for villains that you could look at and go, like, you know what? I get why Claw is so angry. Mm-hmm. Gargamel. Why did he want to eat the Smurfs? Were they delicious? I think, yeah. I think they just oh. taste good. How would he know? He never successfully ate one. I mean, that's probably a dark concept the show can't explore. <laughs> but I assume Future. if he wants to eat them that bad, it is because he has had a taste mm, that's true. of Smurf. And I don't think you can open the first episode of that cartoon with just like, mm, Please, Smurf God, soup. don't! <laughs> I prefer Smurf soup where they're already dead. Is the voice of Dr. Claw basically just Christian Bale's Batman? I don't know, but I can do Dr. Claw. Do it, and let's see if it sounds like Christian Bale Batman. I'll get you next time. Catch it. Yep. It's pretty good, right? (laughs) That is a really good claw. (coughs) Excuse me. You can only do it for so long. No idea how the actual actor does it. Hollywood, Claw versus Batman. Get on it. The crossover to end all crossovers. Batman would win because he's got all of Claw's, like... Toys, plus he's not glued to that chair. Yeah. And a cat. <laughs> and then Inspector Gadget shows up. They team up. Mm-hmm. Is he glued to the chair? Can't the chair fly? Yes, but he never leaves the chair is what I'm saying. Did you ever see that dumb action figure they released that showed Claw's face? No. Like you had to buy it to see it because the, there was a sticker on the front of the package over his face that was like, oh. How did they do that? And he's just like an old dude. 
Oh, I would have pictured him like as the cat, but with like a hand. No, he's just a generic <laughs> old dude. And the only reason I knew I didn't buy the toy, someone in the store just opened it and left it there. So I went in the aisle and happened to see that like, oh, someone got curious and just tore this toy package open. Let's see what he looks like. Yeah. That's very upsetting. That's boring. Why would they Off even bother? I go. Yeah. Why would they even bother to make a toy like that? Uh, okay. So the next episode, we liked that one, right? Yes. Yes. I think we that was a pretty glowing review. Uh, the next episode was The Man Who Killed Batman. Yes. Uh, so there's this coward, inept. Yeah, inept, cowardly dude who's trying to rise through the ranks of a mafia group, gang, family. Family? Mafia family, I guess. I don't know. I... Rob's not here. He knows this stuff. Um, about gangs? About how to refer to things. Oh, is yeah. that his expertise? I don't know. That's did, why we bring him He did very on? well on the sports episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's like, I'm... So it's all being told essentially in flashback. Like, he shows up at the mafia leader, some big wig in the mafia's house, and he's like, you need to help me. He's the man in charge, he's I like, think. He's like, you know, but you're the one who killed Batman. And then it shows a flashback to he was joining other mafia people on this, like, drug thing. He was their distraction goon. Yeah, while they did drug stuff. And Pick up? Bat- say it yeah, Batman shows up and he's like, you know, stop this bullshit right now. And <laughs> he then... does not sound like that in the show. <laughs> and then uh, there is an altercation, in quotes, between him and this, uh, what was it? The, the Sid nickname the Sid the Squid. I was like, they were, I, I was like, I know they're going to give him a terrible nickname that he was way too excited about. Um, and it makes it appear that Sid threw Batman off of the roof of the building. Batman lands in on a thing of propane gas that is hilariously established <laughs> by a, like, 30-second lingering shot on this propane gas thing while they all walk past it to their drug shenanigans. <laughs> it's like, gee, I wonder if that will become an important thing soon. It does. It looks it makes it look like it, it killed Batman mm-hmm. because, like, he comes down from the roof holding Batman's cowl because what actually happened was Batman... Fell off the roof Kate. trying to. Well, it's got the hood attached oh, to it does too. It? Well, yeah, he was, okay. My wife asked the same thing. I was like, I thought he only had the cape, but at one point the whole cowl is like oh. draped over his chair. So Sid is running into Batman and then apologizes, backs away, backs all the way off the roof, grabs the ledge. Batman's trying to help him. Sid is struggling. Batman actually yells at him, like, stop struggling. (laughs) Just let go. And then pulls him up onto the roof. But then Sid, like, knocks Batman over. He appears to fall down to his death while he's still holding the cape. And, or cowl, whatever, both. And uh, then the propane tanks explode. Yeah. So he becomes a hero as the man who took down Batman. And then the rest of it is kind of showing why that has been bad for him. Uh, other people are now taking it upon themselves to like, well, if you took down Batman, and if that means if I take down you, I'm now the toughest person in Gotham. And Sid is, you know, not not a fighter. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you would want to be the toughest man in Gotham. Like four people try and kill him. Yeah. Within the span of one episode. Yeah. Like right after that, the the kind of the crux of the episode is about the Joker um, being genuinely upset yeah. that Batman has passed. He gets arrested. The Joker sends Harley Quinn to bail him out of jail. Convincingly, she is dressed as a lawyer. Yeah, well, and she then... was She was a psychiatrist before she yes, was crazy, right? Like was, a prison yeah. psychiatrist. Yeah, because yeah. when she shows up as Harleen Quinzel, my, this is the episode my wife watched with me. I was like, oh my God, she's not Harley Quinn yet. She was, yeah. but... 
Just dressed up as a... Yeah, it was still neat. Um, yeah, so he bail, she bails him out, brings him to the Joker, and the Joker is realizing that he doesn't actually want his uh, nemesis? Yeah. His, he, yeah, he's Arch like, enemy? Yeah, he's like, you know, that this is the game. Like, I do something, he stops yeah. me, we do it all. It's very similar, to, actually, to the plot of the Lego Batman movie. Mm-hmm. The realization that the, from both sides of, like, no, we need each other. Like, yeah, this without is you, how, what am I going to do? Yeah, so his whole thing is, like, then you came in and screwed it all up. So this is, like, that's the best stuff in the episode is just seeing, again, like, the dimensions to the Joker who should be like, oh, the bat's dead, you did it, well done. He's mm-hmm. like, no, that... Not, not even a, like, that should have been me. It's like, yeah. no, he shouldn't be dead. Like, I'm not done with him yet. Yeah. There are still things to do. So he puts him in a coffin. That, it's what He puts him in a coffin that's then going to slowly descend into acid. Down a conveyor belt into a pool of acid. Yeah, and Sid's genius strategy when the acid is eating through the roof of the coffin is to try and burst the lid open. So that the acid can get in for quicker. Does he? Yeah, he's like pounding on the to oh. get it up. Uh, it's like no, I think at this point, like you're kind of just done. But then, I think he does give up, and then all of a sudden he washes. Yeah, up he on washes shore. ashore, and he's like, oh, I guess and the lid the, comes the, open. The tide took me out. Cool. And anyway, long story short, Batman is not dead because there's still way too many episodes of the show mm-hmm. for that to be happen. He faked his death so that he could follow Sid because he figured eventually he's going to go to the higher-ups and he can be like, now I know who's doing the drugs. Um, and he is the one who saved Sid from the thing, from the coffin. Mm-hmm. And he's like, basically at the end, he's he takes Sid to jail, but still under the guise that he's a super powerful dude. Yeah, he gets to have street cred because he was the man who almost killed Batman. And he took down the higher, the, yeah. the higher up guy. And uh, got away from the Joker without dying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in this episode, I was struck by how ballsy by, uh, Batman is. He leaves him in that coffin until the acid has nearly eroded the lid, yep. like dripping down next to Sid, and then saves him. I'm like, one more second, he would have been dead. This is going to be really goddamn funny. <laughs> I got to get so close he can taste death and then save him. <laughs> yeah, I also enjoyed that. Yeah. Pretty much just, yeah. he was covered, cutting it really close. This is the episode where when it ended, I turned to my wife and I was like, this is a goddamn good show. And she was <laughs> like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I told you. Like, everything with the Joker and then when Harley plays Amazing Grace on a kazoo while the guy's like being descended in mm-hmm. the, on the conveyor belt into the acid. And then after he's in the acid, the Joker's just like, all right, who wants to go get Chinese? Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. I think all of that was good. Yeah. And... All of that stuff about like his relationship with Batman again is like it's so neat to see a kids show in the early '90s. It's like no, it's not clear cut. Yeah, there are conflicting emotions at play here, and that Batman was barely in the episode, and it was still a really well good done. episode. So. Yeah, uh, I want to talk about the Joker and how amazing Mark Hamill is at it. He's a very good Joker. I. Uh, it turns out that Mark Hamill is Mark Hamill is a really big comic book fan. Which I did not necessarily know. And now, aha. Oh no. Uh, do, do, do. Talk amongst yourselves. Nope, nothing to say. Damn it. Long pauses. Oh, I no. can cut all this. My note is gone. Oh, wait. The, well, anyway, it was um, talking about how Mark Hamill has done so many of the voices. 
he's done so like he's done the Joker in almost everything, including a couple episodes of like Robot Chicken, because he's very protective of the role. It turns out, and he he's quoted as saying he doesn't like to let other people in sleep in his sleeping bag. <laughs> I was like, that is weirdly perfect for what it must feel yeah, like. Yeah, because who else has voiced the Joker besides like? Well, it was. He said, well, Jack Zach, Nicholson. It was Zach Galifianakis in the Lego Batman movie, but that one, you know, yeah. it's not meant to be scary Joker. I know in the, some of the newer animated stuff, they got Mark Hamill back. It's Mark Hamill in the Arkham yeah. games. He keeps retiring and then coming back to do the Joker, there which was, is really funny. There was, uh, I'm never going to be able to think of it, so I shouldn't even say it, but there was definitely one movie, like an animated movie or something recently where it wasn't Mark Hamill, and the person that it was was not good and now i'm never gonna be able to think of it so i shouldn't have said it so let's move on uh doesn't the joker appear in justice not justice league in the bad guy one suicide squad yeah yeah this was definitely a cartoon that i remember all right definitive ranking of jokers mark hamill Mm -hmm. heath ledger jack nicholson jack nicholson whole mess of crap jared leto (laughs) everybody else I didn't actually watch Zach Suicide. Galifianakis, Jared Leto. Oh, wait, no. Zach Galifianakis, annoying dude who I can't think of at the moment who voiced him in some animated movie <laughs> I watched. I uh, I can't say that I watched Suicide Squad because Curtis went to the movies and he was like... He saw it with me. It's real bad. Yeah, we went together. <laughs> and after that, I was like, yeah, then I don't need to see it because yeah. really... Like, How yeah. does Margot Robbie do as... She's the easily the best part of the movie. Well, of now course. they're giving her like a spinoff. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. But apparently they're also giving him a spinoff, which makes less sense. But also they're doing a separate Joker origin movie starring Joaquin Phoenix that is not connected to those movies. It's all... DC right now is such a strange beast. Yeah. I really wish they would get their act together and be more like Marvel because there is so much storyline and the characters are so interesting, but they just keep... Well, they rushed... Messing it up. They rushed Justice League so hard. Well, like, and that, too, could have been so amazing. But yeah. instead, they were like, you know what? Let's put out this Wonder Woman movie. It did pretty well. Let's do the Justice League right now. It before was... Ben Affleck decides that, hey, I don't want to be Batman anymore. Justice, yeah. Batman versus Superman is a three-hour epic that probably could have been half the length, whereas Justice League seemed like it deserved to be a three-hour epic that was instead half of the length. I know that Henry Cavill had a limit on how many Supermans he would do. He's done now. Is he? I think so. I don't blame him because I read about his training regimen to get that big, and I was like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to tra- flip tractor tires in the parking yeah. lot during my summer vacation. He looks uncomfortably muscular in those movies. Yeah, he can't even put his arm down yeah. flush with his like body when he's anymore. he's walking, it looks so like, oh, dude, like, look <laughs> at you. But also, like, that doesn't look natural. But also, look yeah, at you. Yeah, but also, look at you. I am a big fan, as I mentioned in the previous episode. Wait till you see the new Mission Impossible where he fucking loads his arms. I know. It's so good. I've seen the gif many times and I was just like, that is hilarious. Even Tom, there's a clip of Tom Cruise praising. Like, he loads his <laughs> arms. It's so good. Cocking the guns. And I was just like, you're so pretty, Tom Cruise. I think we're talking about different people. <laughs> no, the one and only Tom Cruise. Ugh, nobody likes Tom Cruise. This is not a Tom Every, Cruise fan podcast. One, that's not true. It's secretly been that the entire time. If I've Rob said was that here, I've said that more than once. If Rob was here, he would shut it Two, down. Two, everybody loves Tom Cruise. That's why Mission Impossible made so much money. 
Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise crazy. That is a Jonathan Colton song. If anybody wants to look it up, it is amazing. Can't do that. Now Jonathan Colton's going to be mad at us. No, I gave him credit, which they did not do when they copied him on Glee. Yes. That was the one. Like the fucking. Yeah, we don't talk about Glee here. The fourth episode was almost almost got got him, which was what I thought it was. It is uh, all of the core villains of Batman playing poker together and swapping the stories about the times that they almost killed Batman. Simple as that. Killed or captured or unmasked. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, So each one gets their own little vignette. It's Poison Ivy, Penguin, Killer Croc. They can't see your air quotes, Sean. I think they can tell I'm air quoting by the inflection I gave. Why do people call them scare quotes? What? Scare quotes? No one calls them that. I've heard it on many a podcast. That's not true. At least two. They're all wrong. All right. I'm on board. I'm just wondering why. Send your corrections to like this podcast. Tell us why they call them scare quotes. Yeah. Uh, Penguin, Killer Croc, Poison Ivy. Two-Face. Joker, Two-Face. I feel like I'm missing And Harley was there. But she wasn't playing poker with them. Was she? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that's... I'm not going to break down each vignette. That's the whole... That's the plot of the episode Mm -hmm. is... um, I would probably rank it... Like, it was still a good episode. I'd probably rank it fourth out of the four that we watched. I enjoyed the aspect that all the villains were just kind of hanging out. Oh, nope. He wasn't there either. Well, by the end, Joker tells his story last. Yeah. And it's all about how he captured Catwoman and is going to try and kill her. So that they're going to put her in cat food. Yeah. So, like, Batman has to rescue her and they can catch Batman when he tries to save her. Except, guess what? Batman's been killer croc the whole time. Yes. And then he has to go rescue Catwoman yeah. anyway because Harley's gone off and done stuff in the meantime. The reveal that he is killer croc made me question because the main moment of comedy is that killer croc's story about how he almost got Batman was one time he threw a big rock at him. <laughs> and everyone's just like, dude, what? Shut up. Which makes me wonder, was Batman posing as killer croc just trying to make killer croc look stupid or did Batman oh, no. act like did that actually happen and no. Batman was just like, I'm going to tell this funny little anecdote. Killer croc is stupid. Okay. Like he is a genuinely stupid villain. Okay. So that was Batman just playing the yeah. part. Yeah. I Got think it. So. Yeah, so Batman has been posing as Killer Croc the whole time to get the scoop on where... It's one of those, like, he's the world's greatest detective almost to a shocking degree because he knew they're going to be there playing poker. Joker's going to tell this story because he can't help himself. So I'm going to pose in a perfect Killer Croc costume so I can get the location, show up, punch Harley Quinn in the face, Mm -hmm. even though she's a lady... Rescue Catwoman, and then Catwoman's like, maybe one day we'll bone. And Batman's like, maybe one day we will bone. And then he flies away, and then she's like, ah, I almost got him. But not in, like, an unmasking way, but in, like, I almost got some of that bat dick. (laughs) That's terrible. And no, I I think it's twofold. She almost unmasked him because she is a villain. Like, but the, you forget again, because, it's one of those dimensions things. Yes. Where like, yes, she's a villain, and they can't be together because she likes to steal things. But also, like, they want a bone. They definitely want a bone. Yeah, definitely. That's probably the name of a later episode. <laughs> oh, they defs want a bone. I'm trying to think if they do. I want to say they do at some point. I'm sure they probably do. In the in the comic books, I'm sure they do. Oh, I guarantee you, in mm-hmm. the comics, they do at some point. Um, was there not an electric chair component? Like, I don't remember that. 
Joker gets him strapped into uh, an electric chair. Oh yeah, and he's on like a, he's by, on like a fake talk show. By laughs. Yeah. And he doses the crowd with laughing. Yeah. Laughing gas. That's that. And does then happen. Catwoman has to save him. So it's anyway. You can tell in the story that they're they want a bone. They're together. They want to be together. Uh, yeah. My notes say be aware they totally want to bone down. Oh yeah, we've established <laughs> that for sure. Yeah. Uh, it was. It's interesting to me whenever they do, like, the villain parties. Like, they're not working against each other. They're just working against Batman in these scenarios. Yeah. Sometimes they work against each other, but very rarely. They seem to team up more than they're, like, butting heads. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. It is. Plus, you get to see them all in one place. The Riddler wasn't there, was he? No, I haven't seen any Riddler episodes yet. Um... Yeah, those are the four we watched. I would say my ranking is Heart of Ice, Man Who Killed Batman, Leather Wings, Almost Got Him. Uh, see, I would put Leather Wings at the bottom, but I never liked the pilot of anything. Uh, yeah, this show is awesome. I love um, the duality of Batman. He's so, like, dark and brooding, and then his Bruce Wayne character is so, like, happy-go-lucky. Yeah. This is the only show, well, this is the first time that they showed him as, like, a competent CEO to Wayne Corp. I guess I haven't seen enough of that stuff yet. Wayne Industries. Anyway. Uh, And Kevin Conroy has, in fact, been Batman in almost everything. I have a list. I won't read it to you, but it's pretty much everything. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's pretty much all of the Batmans. Except except for one video game that Curtis told me what. Like, there was a reason why he and Mark Hamill didn't do it. It was one of the Arkham. It was probably Origins because it was like a different company. Yes, that is exactly the one it was. And uh, pretty much any other time that Batman except, has been featured as an animated except, character, except Will Arnett. And Brave and the Bold, where it was Diedrich Bader. Mm. Pretty sure, anyway. I never looked that up to confirm it, but I'm pretty sure it was Diedrich Bader. Did you watch 30 Rock? Yes. When Will Arnett and uh, Jack Donaghy's have character a have a... Have a off. Yeah. Yeah. It's a talking like this contest. <laughs> anyway, I love... Will Arnett is so funny. Will Arnett's That is good. why he's an, a wonderful Batman, especially when it's like incompetent batman will arnett is also one of those uh he's not quite the ken marino status yet but if you have a comedy television show chances are will arnett will find you did you he pops up in everything uh he's done some non-comedy too which was not yeah, great but it's mostly ken marino every comedy we've ever watched ever it's just a time it's just a countdown to like when is ken marino going to show up and it's inevitable who the hell is ken marino uh he was on brooklyn 99 as like the temporary captain who is super super dumb Oh, yeah, that guy. And you may also recognize him from every other comedy television show ever on the planet forever. He's even been on some, like, um, SVU episodes, I think. Yeah, we just started watching. Shockingly, he did it. Yeah. When we were rewatching Happy Endings, it's like, I mean, Ken Marino's obviously going to show up on this one, right? Oh, and yeah, then, he yeah, dates he, Penny, doesn't he? He sure does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All of them. It's crazy. I think it's just because he's friends with everybody, but... Uh, also, when you're funny, you're funny. Yeah. Like, Ken Marino's funny. Get that funny guy back. Oh, yeah. He was on iZombie, too. And Bob's... He did Bob's Burgers. That's fun. Life Speechless, in Pieces. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Wow. The yep. list goes on. Yep. Well, we're going to have to do a Ken Marino episode. Oh, we'll just do a Ken Marino podcast. I don't think we have enough. And I have just, enough to say about that. It's just us tweeting at Ken Marino to be like, hey, man, you want to be on this podcast? Ken Marino podcast? <laughs> please, 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 please. The one and only Ken Marino fan cast? 
I bet you there is one. Well, he hasn't responded yet, so we're going to watch another episode of a show he shows up in, oh, and then we'll try again charmed. next week. <gasps> he was on Dawson's Creek. Amazing. You're right. He has been in everything. Yep. All of the shows. All of the shows. Although I am not seeing him on SVU, but that might be because they actually call it Special Victims Unit. Well, while you're doing... Oh, nailed it. Well, while you're doing all that, I will confirm that, yes, Batman is a very good show. I still like it. You still like it. Yeah, I don't know if I will watch more, though. I'm going to. I mean, obviously, I spent a bunch of money on that Blu-ray set, so now I have to watch more. But like, I'm now that I've skipped around and watched those four, I'm going to shoot back to the beginning and just start watching them in order. I might buy them just so my kids can watch them eventually, because I feel like it would be the least annoying show to have on over and over and over and over again. Yeah, like if only can... because there's so many yeah. parts that are purely visual that you can super blank it out and just yeah. be like, ah, music. Well, like there are some kids shows that are so good that you're like, I want to find out what happens. Like there's a silly one that we let Logan watch, Dino Trucks. And there was definitely a new season that came out and we're like, is it weird if we watch it? Uh, we watched the Trolls Beat Goes On Netflix show mm. and season three, which came out in August. Uh, our... Did you say season three D? Nope, just oh, season three. Sorry. They do a, like really short seasons every few months. Mm-hmm. So it came out in August, and that's around the time our daughter really revealed that she likes having that show on. Mm-hmm. So we have seen seasons one through three at that point, like over and over and over. <laughs> and then season four came out last Friday, and it was such an event. Like we were picking her up from daycare and be like, come on, there's new trolls on. We got to go see if the party crashers ruin Troll Village. They don't. <laughs> And there's like, oh my god, seven new episodes. Like, this is crazy. Like, to have episodes start and be like, we don't know what's going to happen. And now we've burned through them all, so nothing's new anymore, which is too bad. Now it's just like, well, hopefully season five comes soon. That's funny, because our kids only want to watch Paw Patrol, but then, like, they'll see PJ Masks come up. And Logan has not watched it, but he's like, that's PJ Masks. I'm like, how do you know? Lousy kids at daycare. Mm, yeah, that's where I'm scared Paw Patrol is going to come into play because we haven't exposed her to Paw Patrol yet. I mean, I'd like not to. It's not the worst. Anyway, uh, let's not talk about our kids and our kids' shows. Yes, let's not. What, what, are, are, you, what, what are you enjoying? Uh, I'm the high ask you first. How dare you? I know you were about to ask me. <laughs> Honestly, I started watching Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And uh, I have just blown through the whole first season because it's so... Oh, I thought so... you meant the new one. No, okay. I don't want to watch the new one. It's yeah, we talked good. about that last week. We have yeah. not watched any more, so I have no more thoughts, but... Uh... Well, I, we have thoughts. We just discussed them offline already. Yeah, let's not rehash that. Nah. No one, no one in this room is a very big fan so far. I feel like you're done. Like I you're not going to watch anymore. No, it's too much like Pretty, Pretty Little Liars. It's too much drama, which is why I like the 90s one, because it's so lit, low drama. And... Uh, I watch Sugar Rush again because every now and then I like to watch baking shows and it I forget who wins, so it's like watching it all over again. Yeah, that's fair. And I'm about to start uh, the Great Canadian Bake Off, but I'm semi-mad at them because I applied to be on the show and they didn't even send me a response. And so I'm like, do I watch season two or do I go, no, fuck I, you guys? I don't think you do. But I want to know if the... If it got better. Or you watch it illegally so they don't get the numbers. Well, it's so easy to just turn on the CBC app. Yeah, I know. Sponsored by CBC. No, uh, I want to like I want to watch it, but also put me on your fucking baking show. Yeah. Because season one was a joke and I could have cleaned up. I would say just go on their social media and just start going to town. Like, Hate just, mail. Yeah, just hey, watched episode you... one. Couldn't help but notice I wasn't on it. 
Maybe you'll think twice next <laughs> Maybe year. I'm on episode two. Nope. Just watched <laughs> episode two. Weirdly, they're eliminating characters and not putting <laughs> new ones on. Nothing yet. Seems strange. <laughs> Keep going, but something seems weird. Anyway. Thought I saw myself in episode three. <laughs> nope. If you'd like my feedback on season one, send me an email at likethispodcast. <laughs> or if you'd Gmail. just like to say anything about anything. We yeah. just I mean I I did just post a tease for what this week's episode's gonna be, but now we're recording it, so if you haven't emailed between that going up and now you're you done. You did? Let's see if something I thought yeah, you I posted post, a throwback one. I I posted a, a tease after that about oh. like, by the way, in case you're wondering what this week is gonna be. Nope, no emails. Uh, just updates about Twitter. That same person I'm not following talking about their MLM nonsense. Uh, we're... Oh, longest episode ever. Hooray! Uh, Even longer than the last one? Yep. Which was super long. Yep. Hour and <laughs> 11 minutes is about to get hit. Uh, we finally received the community box set that I ordered... God, like six months ago. It just showed up in the mail out of nowhere after Amazon for two months just said, like, no, nah, it's out of stock. I don't know, man. I don't know. Then it just one day we came home and it was there. Sorry, what is it? Community. The ah, complete yes. series yes, on yes, Blu-ray. Yes. So we've watched, we, like a few years ago, we watched seasons one and two and I think three, which would have been the newest season at the time. And then Dan Harmon left and everyone said season four was bad. So we just didn't bother and then Dan Harmon came back, and we heard it got good again. So I was like, oh, we should probably get back to community. Never did. So we're starting from the beginning again because we don't remember a whole lot. I didn't watch the, the beginning. Specifics. I didn't like the show. And then Curtis was watching it, and I'd pop my head in and be like, hmm, that seems entertaining. So I assume I must have gotten better. Or I warmed up to the characters. I, it feels like the first episode's not the best, but I feel like they've hit their stride pretty fast. Because I already remember, like, oh, I remember this bit. This is mm-hmm. a good bit. They haven't quite gotten, like, the full weird, like, where every episode was kind of a big concept episode. Like, I remember the paintball western episode. And there's... Curtis gonna, and I dressed up like that for Halloween. The Flores Lava episode. And... We dressed... I was Annie, like, in her bloomer pants. And yeah. He was the black rider or whatever yeah, they call him. Yeah, stranger or whatever. Yeah. I don't remember. Sawyer yeah. from Lost. Yeah. So we are, are starting from the beginning again. We're about five episodes in. Uh, community is still good. I am looking forward to getting into the episodes that we have not seen. Mm-hmm. I'm reading a book, but it's not. Eh. It's not worth talking about. Follow me mention, on Goodreads. Then why mention it? <laughs> God damn send it! Me, now I have to cut something. Send me your book suggestions. I need something to read that isn't cookbooks. Yeah, I guess you can do that too. Whatever, just email. Yeah. Uh, talk to us. Talk to us. Talk to us. Talk to us. Thank you again to Tev Sound. Andrea for, for coming the, on for the, the show. For the theme song, for, to Drea for coming on the show and continuing to, to come on the show. Fifth episode. Providing uh, lively companionship so that spirits are high and that energy is high. I'm a blank canvas for you to be funny. Uh, that's that's not true. We're both funny. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't be playing. Bouncing stuff off each other? Yeah. There's so much witty repartee. So much. <laughs> An hour and 13 minutes oh, worth, Oh, God, apparently. no one's going to commit to that. <laughs> I don't know. People seem pretty psyched we're going to talk about Batman. Two comments already. Uh, I don't want to say too much about plans coming up, but uh, there are discussions about more. we got to switch away from TV, I think, pretty soon. We've done a lot of TV, but there's another particular very 90s, I don't even know if I can call it a sitcom. You could throw back. It's uh, Ryan... Gosling. Yeah, we're gonna might take a look at the take early career guess. of Ryan Gosling. 
Maybe he's on a boat going to school. <laughs> Who's to say? Oh, man, that was my dream. And then maybe we're going to watch Michael Jordan play basketball against some cartoon characters. <laughs> Who's to say? And then Christmas episodes. I don't know what those are going to be yet. But, um, uh, yeah, Merry Christmas. And we'll see you Merry all. Merry Christmas. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. <laughs> <laughs>